Oh yeah, I feel like you know, it's me, Alan Smith, where we publish stories of the day's uh, Prison Journal on Thursday, August the 18th. So, front page of the paper today is a new drive through pharmacy to be Scotland's first. So, this is a Scotland's first drive through pharmacy, could tuck shape in an Aberdeenshire community, for residents have been experiencing exhausting delays outside existing services. The family-run Porter Pharmacy chain hopes to build on a site on the edge of West Hill, offering 24 access 24-hour access for local patients. It would offer consultancy rooms and traditional facilities, but there would also be a robotic prescription dispensing machine. And a pharmacist would be stationed at a window for customers to drive past, pick up their script, and ask questions, all without leaving their car. Uh, The new facility is the subject of an NHS Grumpian consultation that runs until October 26. Uh, West Hill has been in the spotlight in recent weeks, with locals queuing at their sole open Lloyds branch, uh, a second is temporarily closed. Uh, Andy Porter, who operates the Porter Pharmacy business with his wife Lynn, said, I thought that West Hill has grown to the size where it made, uh, where it maybe needed another pharmacy, and that's why we applied. So he's obviously seen a gap in the market here and seen a, uh, the problems that are having at uh, West Hill. And um, sounds like a cracking idea. So if you run out your appeals, at, uh, well, only over the day or night, you can end up to West Hill and you'll get him sorted out, so uh, cracking idea, I think drive through nowadays nobody would say, you do to their cars if they didn't have to so just um, excellent idea, well done to them, and I hope it uh, gets to go ahead and tuck shape pretty soon now, as the uh, Halloween events go, this one is sure to be a real horror show, and this is the first Aberdeen horror con is set to thrill northeast fans this Halloween, while raising funds for a good cause with the horror traders, filmmakers, authors, artists, mind readers, uh, cosplay and mayor, the city's first horror convention on October 30th promises to inspire the Halloween spirit. Laura Ripley, owner of Aberdeen-based horror entertainment company Northern Frights, is behind the event. Uh, the master of fear management, as she likes to car sell, initially created the company to bring Halloween back to Aberdeen. Uh, but Laura expanded her business to also host horror escape rooms, conventions and prop and costume making. Laura said there's nearly really a horror industry in Scotland, so I'm trying to bring horror events to Scotland, mainly Aberdeen. I run a zombie-themed escape room all year round. I have a couple of events at Cineworld, if in horror movies come out, and I run murder mysteries. This is just the first one. Next year's horror con is going to be a lot bigger. Um, so, well, there's a Aberdeen author Paul M. Feeney, artist Laura Blackledge, and a representative from Clear Focus Movies, an Aberdeen-based company that produces horror films for international markets, will attend. Ghostbusters of Aberdeen, a cosplayer group, and many others are expected to be part of the city's first horror con. We also have a virtual reality company come in. There will be a virtual reality horror game, added Laura, who is a big fan of Chucky movies. Um, and any Bloomhouse movies. So we'll also have a costume competition and a prop display. The event will end with a burlesque dancer doing a horror burlesque thing. So, crikey. Um, so the proceeds from ticket sales as well as a raffle will go to Chest, Heart and Stroke, Scotland. Uh, Laura says, I have asthma, but the charity is very helpful uh, and with COVID, they need more support. So, well, for that, 
a brilliant idea and um, you know are going to a very worthy cause so uh, well done to her and um, and then I think that will be my cup of tea I'm not a big fan of horror films um, unless it's Ian's for what back in the 50s or 60s for you can you're not uh, scared out your wits are together you can kind of care if it's happening or you can see the the wires it's uh, pulling the, the birds along and stuff like that so um no, no, I prefer a good comedy or, um, you know, um, something like that. But I want to hang a bit horror for me. So, but don't know why. I wish her all the best and I'm sure it'll be very well attended. Now, here is a Paula meets her Native American re- relative. So, uh, Murray Wifey has finally been reunited with her long-lost Native American relatives after discovering her heritage last year. Uh, Paula Stillette first appeared on ITV's Long Lost Family after spending her life wondering about her origins uh, before she was adopted as a baby. Uh, after much digging, the show's team discovered her father, Lawrence, was of Native American descent. Though he had died, they were able to put her in touch with his family in Montana. Uh, they spoke in a video chat last year, and nine months later, they were able to meet. So Mrs. Stillette runs a bed and breakfast in Cullen, uh, bides with her husband Ewan and has a 26-year-old son, Kyle. Uh, she talked about how she struggled growing up with a different skin tone to her white adoptive parents and feeling different. In a follow-up program, in a follow-up program, sorry, a long-lost family fit happened next, viewers saw her reunited with her relatives. Uh, the 51-year-old travelled to Montana with her husband and son to meet uncles and aunts Joe, Mary Louise, Nancy and Richard. <laughs> Good old um, Native American names there. She said, uh, opening the door and seeing them standing there, I just kind of described the feeling. I've waited for this moment for so long. They embraced her immediately and said uh, and said she belongs with the family. They told her uh, Lawrence did not know he had any children before he died, but assured her he would have reached out had he known. And they were also able to tell her more about her birth father, answer questions, and tell her that their family was once part of the Comanche tribe in Oklahoma. So, Ricky, imagine that. That's going to be amazing to find out that things would know. So, um, you know, well done to that team and that program for, uh, you know, digging and digging and finding out that stuff. So, Albitz is, uh, you know, absolutely delighted as she should be to uh, find her relatives after all this time. So, yeah, good on him. And um, near program I've watched, but I might uh, see if I can find it on catch up and, and have a look at that because that is uh, very interesting. I mean, you know, good on her. Under name, and I'm uh, I'm not going to say that I'll joke about the Native American tracker. Was um, he was listening to the the grunt from the uh, cowboy with the white hat come along, and the, the Native American says, "No, I can tell you for a fact there was like a stagecoach come along this uh, track about uh, 25 minutes ago." And the cowboy says, "Well, how do you care not?" He says, "Because it run over my head." <laughs> no, I'm not going to tell that. Now here. <laughs> Unbelievable true, Peterhead pupil Buck's trend with Oxford play. So, a teenager for one of the Northeast's lowest-ranked schools has stunned everybody by winning a place at the world's highest-ranked university. Nathan Buchan left Peterhead Academy this uh, summer with seven hires and three advanced hires and top marks across the board. In the latest school league tables, Peterhead Academy was ranked second-lowest for attainment in the Bardeenshire. But the 18-year-old has overcome the school stigma by gaining acceptance to study law at Oxford University. Not only is Oxford one of the world's most prestigious universities, it's ranked number one in the world 
in the latest World University rankings. Uh, Nathan spoke to P&J about his achievement. He said it was an aspiration to get Oxford, albeit a vague one. Um, but he said once he started uh, studying in fifth year, he thought, Guinness, I can actually manage the DS. So um, he um, went for it, and the teachers are supporting him fantastically well, he said. So um, absolutely chuffed. Uh, he just says, uh, the teacher says, Nathan has demonstrated himself to be an excellent student uh, who has shown tremendous commitment to his studies. Uh, like his family, we're all extremely proud of his achievements and are confident he will excel in his legal studies at this eminent university. So, well, fantastic thing. Well done to him. And um, he'll maybe need to take a translator down with him, but um, you know, I'm sure he'll do brilliantly well. So, what an achievement. Fantastic. The comfy, you know, near the greatest school, let's be honest, Peter Heade Academy, but, uh, you know, to get into Oxford, fantastic. Well done, him. Now, there's a mini stuck in the sand uh, rescued for the beach. So, a mini got stuck in the sand on a Horgabost beach in South Harris. Stornoway Coast Guard was alerted to the incident on the island's west coast at about half past three yesterday. Teams from Harris headed to the beach and waited for a local with a tractor to arrive and help them tow the car free. It is not known why the mini was driven onto the beach, but it was removed about, about five o'clock. Um, a spokesman for the Coast Guard said he expected the car's tyres had been buried rather than stuck in sinking sand. He added the tide was far out and that the driver had come out of the car, so it was the only, it was the only danger. Um, a fire service spokeswifey confirmed an appliance from uh, Leverborough was also sent to the scene. The incident comes two months after an Audi got stuck in sinking sand on the Isle of Lewis, prompting Coast Guard teams to issue a warning. So, well, obviously that mini driver was now listening. And, um, you know, <laughs> you would have to ask yourself, would they drive a car onto the beach? Um, well, I don't again, but... Um, there's no, it only says there's Audi and the Mini also been affected here. No, say no, no, very sensible Honda driver's been affected. So, well, just as you would expect. Now, just finish up with sport as normal. And um, back page of PJ is a dinner rush to judgment on new look dons, says Bobby Clark, uh, all time legend Aberdeen. So, former Aberdeen goalie Bobby Clark believes bumps in the road are inevitable as Jim Goodwin's dons take time to gel. Um, he's just saying then I'd be too uh, disheartened I'll just take a player to maintain the uh, care in each of those games and, and find out if it's hard on so um, Bobby Clark is I think his third it says on the all time um, Don's appearance list an absolute uh, hero I mean when I was growing up Bobby Clark and um, there was certainly a lot of, lot of photos of him in the, the green final on a Saturday night um, if Aberdeen had a goal squad against him and it was too far away for Bobby Clark. He just didn't bother moving. And there was a lot of photos with the bar fleeing past him. And him just stood like a statue. Um, never bothered to move. But, uh, you know, that didn't happen very often. He was an absolute fantastic goalie. And um, a top, top bloke. So um, he's done, uh, had a fantastic career in America. And, you know, coaching across here after he moved away from Aberdeen. So, yeah, we have to go with it, he says. And I think it'll be... You know, as the season progresses, I think it dawns will improve. So, come on, everybody. Now, that's been done for today. Now, just a bit of the series with the day's present journal on the 18th of August, 2022. Um, when a 
pretty decent day up in Aberdeenshire today, quite uh, well, a bit warmer than it was uh, um, earlier on in the week, and quite nice sunny, but um, very decent in the afternoon, went up down to Sunhaven, got a dog's haircut, um, which costs about, oh, I would say roughly a hundred times more than cost my for my haircut, but um, anyway, um, he's looking off a body now at the wee doggy, and um, if I enjoy the run about Sunhaven, in two hours, it talks for him to get his haircut, two hours. Um, so I suppose um, you would need a pound or two if you're spending two hours um, trying to get him to sit still. And um, anyway, thank you very much for listening to this podcast, and I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, no, please, 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 um, rack your brains, think of some folk that uh, you know can bide anyway in the Bedfordshire. They might bide in uh, somewhere in Scotland, somewhere in England, somewhere in Ireland or Wales, Europe, the Americas, Canada, Australia. Only one in the world, if all Aberdeen or Aberdeenshire folk that you can about, let them care about the Doric Express, let them care far to find it, how they can subscribe and try and get a couple more folk on board. So, in the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Toodaloo. Put the Constitution, stick the